In the words of the legendary Lou Gellerman, hello, dog fans, and welcome to the Sound the Siren podcast, because everything matters, including following through, following up, actually delivering a recruiting podcast like we've promised for the last couple of months, or like I've promised. That's my bad. I'm sorry. Uh, I am your host, Hooligan7. I am joined this evening by Hood Husky, The Darker Knight, and uh, welcome back. Uh, our recruiting recruiting guru and insider correspondent extraordinaire Roman Tomashoff. How are you gentlemen doing this evening? Doing great. Doing well, doing well. G double O D, we good, man. Yeah. Yes. Uh without further ado, uh we'll move right into to beverages of choice. Uh, uh Roman, welcome back. Uh you've got first honors, sir. Oh well, well, it's an honor. I, I, you know, I was up at Diamond Knot Brewing earlier this week, so I had to pick up a six pack nice. of Laser Sword, and I'm very glad that I made that choice. Nice. Yes. Yes, sir. You know, Hood, how about you? You gonna have to send me that, Roman. Uh, you guys know how I get down. You know, I decided to be a little exotic, though. I put the water in a coffee mug. You know what I'm saying? With a little elephant on it. You know, I had to mix it up <laughs> on you guys real quick. <laughs> darker night how about you uh you know i'm i'm on the hood train you know uh les agua <laughs> so like what he likes to say yeah i'm just <laughs> keeping it class with some water uh that makes three of us i'm on uh on team h2o as well um yeah, I, it's I been a busy weekend a bottle of water here let me let me make that clear i i am also on the water train so i'm not just you know the yes. only one drinking he got the memo. Yeah. He's saying he got the yeah. <laughs> Sound the Siren, now sponsored by Proper Hydration. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I know I've, we've got at least one stupid tweet that got sent in, but uh, any of you gentlemen have one that, that we should uh, discuss and uh, get some chuckles out of? I can't think of any off the top of my head. All I know is there's been an Oregon Twitter civil war going on which I didn't really get caught up on until like earlier today, but it's just watching, watching Oregon Twitter just kind of burn itself to the ground is really funny for me. They do that every couple of weeks, don't they? <laughs> you know, I, th- I feel like they do. It's really funny when they come into my mentions when it's like, Hey, here's a random article about recruiting or about, you know, wh- whoever I'm talking about today. It's just like, Oh, whatever. Washington's like, I'm just trying to do my job, man. Like, I get it. I get where you're coming from, but just just let me do my job and say to my mentions, please. Yeah. Like it's it's not hard. Yeah. For Pete's sake, the you know, if you've got such an inferiority complex, go to therapy. Call the doctor. So uh, I, I will bring up the one that uh, that we got sent by our buddy of Pie God. Uh, and that would be undercover duck uh, with the the three star wall. KDB and your entire staff can't recruit in Oregon's O line. Literally bullied UW into the dirt. Like, well, number one, we were. It was an article about recruiting, and some of the commits that we're going to talk about tonight were D line and and linebackers. And like, yes, was it ideal that we gave up a several couple hundred yards in rushing to Oregon? No. Who won that football game? Who couldn't get yardage a couple of times when it really mattered? Wasn't that offensive line? I'm slipping. Yeah. I'm falling. I can't get up. 
Shout out to Ant. Hey. Um, yeah, I, I got, I got like, I got an annoying tweet and and a and a stupid tweet. I guess I'll say the stupid tweet is gonna have to be shout out to to Big Game Boomer Man with the strength and conditioning list. Oh God, that was Ernie. Ernie, that was terrible. Ernie, terrible. That was terrible. Uh, and didn't even so, spell Coach McKeefrey's name right. Yeah, not, a, not an right. award winner. <laughs> Note no to Big Game Boomer: all of the Microsoft Office tools come with spell check. Say <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not upgrading to Grammarly Plus. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> That's subscription too much. And, and I'll say the second one, Ben, is is annoying. I'll. There's a, uh, I really love the account. Um, the account is called DB Tips, and they just show different uh, universities and different DB coaches doing drills. And I keep getting drills from this Michigan State <laughs> defensive backfield. <laughs> what? Y'all don't cover nothing in real life. I'm tired of seeing these drills from your university. I'm tired of it. Well, yeah, it, well, it's got to be from their drills because the game tape's ugly as shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Amir Speed had no speed. No speed. I'm tired of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's go ahead and dive right into it, um, and we'll, we're going to do kind of a you know we'll, I think we'll do kind of a, a where the class is at the end, but we'll we'll just go prospect by prospect, um, and we'll start with yes, he's now reclassified to 2023, uh, but we'll start with. Uh, the first quarterback commit uh, from 2024, and that is 6'6", 215-pound uh, quarterback from Folsom, California, Austin Mack. Um, Roman, your thoughts, your impressions. Man, I, I, I've I, really like enjoyed getting into the tape grinding, which is something I've had to do more and more of over the last couple of years. And Austin Mack, he's just, he's special, man. Like, it's just, it's everything about just even only playing one season of varsity football at Folsom. It's the arm strength. It's the arm talent. It's fit and throws in tight windows. It's getting out of the pocket when he can. And it's just the stature. I remember um, it was, oh, it was the Kent State game this past year. I was standing on the sideline talking to the recruiting staffers and just kind of, you know, asking who a couple of the guys were. Because, you know, I always try to, like, get a peek at the name tags I'm standing on the sideline. Can't always do that. And I remember pointing at Austin Mack and just being like, who who is this guy? Because he's massive. Like seriously, listing him at six six does not do him justice. He's a giant, and he was just like, oh, that's that's this, this quarterback from California. And he, the, the staffers kind of looked at me and just nodded with like a smirk on his face, like, yeah, this is this is the dude. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll have to kind of keep an eye on him. And then once I just dove into the film, once he actually got on the field, it's it's everything that you could ever ask for. And giving him this extra year to just kind of reclassify and sit and learn. It's, it's going to do him so much good down the line. Yeah, yeah man, I, I completely agree with you. Um, uh, just to kind of piggyback off of that. Um, I, if you look at the last, what, four or five, you know, video posts that he has on his account, they're all of him, you know, getting ready to play. You know, he, he has all the natural ability, the arm strength, um, the pedigree. He's physically trying to get his body ready to play. So that's another element of him that 
I really, really like. Um, he's not coming in like, oh, I'm a year younger than my peers. No, he's trying to play. And I, I would tell you, um, just kind of um, kind of get an insight to his character. You pick a number 10 uh, at quarterback for the University of Washington is a statement, you know, before you step on the field. So that's an element of him that I really appreciate. Definitely. Uh, one thing I noticed, too, obviously, what you see a lot of quarterbacks that are that big, they like to throw at angles, like sidearm. He's an overhand thrower, um, but he also has a quick release for someone that tall, which is really rare. Uh, rare. Um, and also just his route recognition um, seems he seems to be way above his, you know what I mean, of his time where I can see why. OK, I can see why he's enrolling early. He can actually do this if he was called upon. Let's hope he's not, but uh, <laughs> he definitely has the tools to, ex to excel. So I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I like certainly the, the arm strength stood out um, almost kind of like, certainly it looks good in all situations, but the, where he got off platform, it, it kind of popped to me in watching his tape. Um, and then some of that, uh, the other thing that I, that I happen to notice is just the, the pocket awareness and like the subtle moves that he makes in the pocket to uh, be able to get the ball out really um, impressed me. You don't his, really his arm see, is definitely a whip. You, you don't really see a lot of kids that are that young, that big, and just kind of understand how to move their body the way that he does. When it's, again, as you said, when it's navigating the pocket, it's making plays outside of structure. He does all those things at a, a very impressive just kind of rate for the player that he is when you say, wait, this kid only played one year of varsity football. It really doesn't look that way. Definitely. His release is compact too. He keeps the ball high when he lets it go. It gets out fast. He's accurate and from different platforms as well. When in or outside the pocket, he moves well. He has really good pocket awareness as well. Uh, some few things that I notice is, you know, Looking at the few tape that I see. Yep. I think we can uh, move on to uh, to Pocky Finau, a 6'4", 265 pound interior offensive lineman from Hesperia, California, uh, currently rated a four star uh, and a point nine one five nine composite. Uh, I forgot to mention for Austin Mack, it's current. It was a point nine two zero four, or at least it was when I jotted that down in my notes, which was a little bit while ago preparing for a recruiting, this recruiting pod a month and a half ago. <laughs> uh, but we'll, let's talk about Pocky. There's, I mean, what, what isn't there to like about Pocky? Yeah, he's a little bit light, and he'll probably end up playing on the interior at the next level, but he's going to do it really well. It's kind of like if you watch everything that, for just going off Husky fans, everything that you liked about both guard Memelar, Geary and Hatchet tape, and then throw in a little bit of Roger Rosengard with the way that he finishes some blocks. I'm not saying he's going to be a combination of those three players, but it's just kind of getting a picture of what he can be from watching those guys. And you can really see him at left, right guard, whatever side of the line you want to put him on, pulling on some, some outside zone running plays, just doing all those sorts of things. And it looks like he can be a good pass protector. He's super athletic. Like there's just, mm -hmm. there's so much to like about him. And just, I, at this point, when it comes to Scott Huff, just identifying recruits, if he says, this is my guy, I, I would trust it. Yep. Yeah. Great point. The first, 
Yeah, the first word that I put down um, when I watched his tape was bully. Great call. And, and in the best way possible. The the other one was that uh, uh, the, the joke that I would that I would make is uh, move over Mark Calloway. There's a new Undertaker in town. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a voice with that. He's gonna make some some undersized linebackers and defensive backs rest in peace. <laughs> Get that dude up to two ninety five, and it's gonna be a whole different. Story. He's gonna bury people. Yeah, he's oh, coming yeah, out the agree. tunnel with an urn. Hey, come- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because one of the things I do have written down is like he has an ideal frame. Like he might be like light, but his mm-hmm. frame seems like it. It could carry uh, like the weight can be a lot, but it can look real, real good on him. Um, I do think he kind of goes to the interior as well, but. It's kind of funny that that uh, hooligan you mentioned uh, bully, and my thing was like how f- fleet of foot he was. So it's yep. like you just think of the versatility, and that's why I think Roman and I, and, and you probably you feel like he's more of an interior offensive lineman. But yeah, man, just the versatility, the fleet feet, um, the bully mentality. Uh, you're kind of getting a, an all around offensive lineman there, and and I think um, I think he's one of the guys that. Um, of this new this new era too that we kind of needed you know you see we see how his mom's interacting you know on on twitter as well so he he's a leader of the class and it's really really cool seeing that character pop out of that young man yep. hood going off of one thing that you said uh, i think there's going to be a theme with a lot of the prospects we're about to talk about and it's frame they this this staff in this class has done such a great job of identifying frames and we'll get down the line i don't want to jump ahead to some of the guys that I, I watched pretty early on film that I had to talk to for obviously for my job. And it was just kind of like this, this kid isn't there yet, but his frame is uh, in, in honor of TSIO. His frame is a three. His frame is elite. And that's, <laughs> that's half Facts. recruiting. Yeah. Yep. The projectability of, of what you can do. And in particular, when you have one of, again, not to go back to stupid tweets, but one of the top five, top three, strength and conditioning coaches in the entire country. You put these athletes with Ron McKeefery yep. and, and this coaching staff, really, really fun things are going to happen. If you're a Washington football fan, really bad things are going to ha- happen. If your team is lined up across from us. <laughs> and, and we'll go down it, but um, I love the diversity too. If you look at the 2023 class, they're kind of going like the opposite to kind of fill the gaps in like a really weird way. So uh, I, I like how, uh, I like how they're, uh, they're in terms of like high speed and frame. Huh? Or in terms of, in terms of frame or in terms of like positions. I think in, in terms of like positions, uh, kind of, kind of a combination of both. Cause like, where would you think um, now, obviously we're going to, we're going to get there, but where would you think somebody like Mana would have fit in last year's class? Like it would, if he's just such a diverse kind of, approach to was he going to play interior uh edge probably both at some point so actually that's that's what i was going to say is he's going to fill the anthony james role of probably playing both definitely going to be an interior defender down the line but i wouldn't be surprised if even if he's 275 280 if they line him up on the edge because yeah we'll we'll get there but i i will get there we'll get there we're gonna I was like scrolling down, I was like, wait, I was thinking. I know, I got excited <laughs> just hearing Roman build it up. I'm like, no, we go, just wait. Just yeah. Wait. That frame, that frame comment, we were all like, yes, dude, this is frame <laughs> heaven. is my favorite by far of any of the dudes that I've watched that have committed so far. It's unbelievable. Who? Mana. 
Oh. We gonna get there. <laughs> we'll get there, but uh, next we're going to go to a position that just gets a slight amount of utilization in our offense. Just, 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 just tiny, tiny bit of importance in, in uh, the DeBoer Greb system. Uh, and that's to talk about Jason Robinson, uh, 5'10, 160 listed, 5'10, 160. Um, talk, here's another thing that, that I love about this class is pipelines into big time high school programs. Uh, this is one of them uh, from Long Beach Poly, a four star uh composite at 0.8908 and that might change uh but uh who wants to talk about jason first i'll i'll, I'll go I, I so i i i respect that he is very upfront about his skills too if you look at his twitter page one of the first things he says is i think it's route running savant is route running route running something like that and it's it's just kind of you watch him you're like oh oh i i, I didn't know high schoolers could run routes like this and respect, he does an amazing job what he does. He's obviously not the biggest. He needs to put on some weight as he gets to the college level. But his feet are so smooth. He's fast enough to play at the college level. Looked up to John Ross, so I, I respect that as well. Um, but there's there's just so much to like as probably somebody who's going to play in the slot a la Keith Reynolds in 2023 a majority of the time. But he's fast enough. He's just quick enough in space. He's going to do everything that you want and could just end up being a, a really high production guy at the slot in this offense. Yep. It's funny that you mentioned that he looks up to John Ross because one of the people that he reminds me the most of was the guy on the other side of the field with some of the hip angles and the agility and some of the, the way he leans and maneuvers his body. Um, a lot like Dante Pettis, to be honest. I, I, was, I was waiting for you to say the name so I could go off of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. The other, the other thought was that, uh, um, you know, again, you know, if he, if he adds the, the weight and, you know, doesn't lose the agility and like his, you know, he's just like the deceleration that he can do on some of those comeback and stop routes where he goes from full speed to turn around of the court, like is impressive. But if uh, Motley Futures doesn't get him an NL, NIL partnership with Nordstrom's because of the fact that he's going to be a rack monster, we're shut it down. <laughs> hey, that's hard, bro. I like that. I respect that. Like, you like that, dude? <laughs> you know, I got the dad jokes. <laughs> hey, that was fire. I like that. <laughs> that was nice. Uh, I got too much time on my hands, man. <laughs> <laughs> To, to literally piggyback off of what you guys were saying, uh, the combination you guys used of, of uh, you know, reminds you of Ross in certain regards and Pettis in other regards. What I had written down in all caps was crisp, like just real crisp. Yes. And the first person that came to mind was kind of like Deontay Johnson or like a smaller kind of Garrett Wilson, just somebody who can kind of get in and out of breaks. They're they're not like a four two low four three guy, but you know that four four kind of guy that's gonna get in and out of his breaks. Uh, subtle speed, so can kind of go three quarters on you and then explode. Uh, he gets in the blind spots a lot. Um, I really really loved uh, kind of watching him. Um, the the hundred listed one hundred and sixty pounds is kind of the only thing, but you gotta assume that he's not gonna be called upon immediately year one. Uh, maybe later down the season, a four game type of guy, but. Um. Yeah, get in there with McKee Free, Saran Wrap. Little brother too got off. Uh, got, came with him on his visit. So 
Looks really hasn't good gotten the offer yet, but 2025 four star. He's mm-hmm. he's a good player too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're brothers. Yeah, it's rare to see a, a kid that young with just the the crispness in his not just his route running, but just how he sets up guys too. It's not just the details of the route, but it's what he's seeing during while he's running. I mean, that's stuff you learn like when you get to college. Usually in high school, you can round stuff off. You At know, full if you're, you're usually the best athlete on the field or one of the best athletes, you can get away with a lot of stuff. You could tell he takes pride in his craft. And that's one of the things I really love. Um, not worried about his size because he knows how to separate. He plays really good in space. He catches the ball over the middle. You don't see a lot of you know, body catches. I mean, he does body catch at times, but you do see he does have confidence in his hands. Um, and he's confident that he's going to get separation after time, too. <laughs> you can tell when he's running the route. He's, I've never seen a receiver stick his arm up so much in tape <laughs> while the guy is next. <laughs> he knows he wants the ball, and he's a playmaker, natural playmaker. Uh, I have written down, too, uh, look look, look for him in the return game, too. That that seems like a could be an easy skill set for him. Yep. All right. So let's move uh, right along. Speaking of pipelines, uh, we, we're going back to Bosco, uh, and that is uh, Kamori House, uh, six foot one, two hundred five pound linebacker from Bosco, uh, currently a three star uh, with a composite of point eight eight six seven. I'm not sure how he's a three star because uh, that's not three star tape to me. Um, but I'll let you gentlemen take it away. Oh man, I. Just watching him, like the fact that he plays outside linebacker at Bosco at 6'1", 205 is impressive enough. He's going to move inside once he gets to UW, but man, that kid can fly. Getting him up to, to 220 is doesn't look like it's going to be too hard because he has that frame. He tackles really well. He covers really well, which is just so nice to see because how many linebackers, and no disrespect to Eddie, who I, I think can do it very well, but obviously has been hurt for so long. How many other linebackers at UW have really covered well over the last five to seven years, I would say. And this dude looks like he can really do that and can just impact the game everywhere that you want him to because he can shoot gaps, he can blitz, he can cover running backs, tight ends, really, if you ask him to. It's just, he can do a little bit of everything and it's so much fun to watch. Yeah, but I completely agree, man. Like, and that's kind of why I was kind of mentioning that positional versatility. Like, he's not even playing the position that he's going to play at the next level. So just kind of getting those reps and those snaps, it allows you to get on the field earlier. And if you're on the field earlier and you're most likely not in your primary position, you all, you know, you got the opportunity to make an instant impact. And so, like, yeah, I do really love that versatility that they're getting on the front uh, front there. And then just shout out to the pipeline, man. Shout out to Bosco. They've been a critical um, piece in a lot of these wins that are coming um, in Seattle. So shout out to the leaders down there, the coaching staffs out there, the support staff down there. Man, they're, they're doing one hell of a job. And the relationships that they're creating through different staffs. Uh, that's very important as well. It seems like it's going on. Yep. Quick side note. Sorry, yeah, that... there was a practice this spring where there were like 30 Bosco kids that were that were up here. It was There were coaches, players. Just Love everybody, it. parents, and it was just like, oh yeah, they're it's it's really cool to see that this coaching staff is just like, yeah, get as many of the kids as you can up here. We'll take care of the rest. That was that was really awesome. 
Yeah. That play that you, to jump onto what you were saying, Roman, like that play that you're, I think you're talking about where he's basically just absolutely perfectly on the hip of the slot receiver and breaks up the play 35 yards downfield. I'm like, yep. this is a linebacker? What uh, the crap? Uh, <laughs> and was trusting his, like, his DB technique. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't, it wasn't, oh, I'm a linebacker. Guard, natural. Fast guy. Fluid. It was natural. It was fluid. It, yeah. It wasn't, I'm going to drop 20 yards off and then run with him a little bit. It was like he was on him, not like completely press coverage, but picked him up early in the route and stayed right there and broke it up. Um, and then certainly like just some of the, like it's at the tail end of his highlight tape, um, really demonstrating his ability to finish in the on tackles in the open field. Roman, I'm curious what you think about this. Because uh, him coming in with that size, he kind of could be a tweener if you really want him to. What do you think about the possibility of him moving to Husky eventually? So actually, it's, it's great that you mentioned that because I was talking to somebody the other day who also loves watching tape and said he just kind of looks like a, a cross between Buda Baker and Taylor Rapp, where I could absolutely see that. Personally, I don't necessarily know if I agree with it, just because he's such a weapon at linebacker, and because there hasn't been a piece like that in so long, and no disrespect to Devin Bryan or Jordan Whitney, neither of them are that big, and neither of them can carry their weight in on their frames the same way that he probably can. So getting a dude like that at inside linebacker is going to be his best position by far. I think he can do and, it if they asked him to, but I don't think that's his best position. I agree. And, and your linebacker doesn't need to be 230, 235, 240 no. anymore right. either. So and that, that's what sure. that's. And I can't wait till we start talking about the size of these guys. Cause if you look at the frames we're getting, it's not, Typically, when we get guys, they're coming in big and you're working with weight. Okay, what's your fat to muscle distribution? Okay, we're going to get you to look a certain way. Now you're getting guys that are raw athletes that are undersized and you're going to be putting straight muscle and just building them up. So now you're going to keep that twitchiness, that athleticism, and now they're just gaining size. Just, right. imagine, imagine, imagine second year on campus, you go, Dom, you know what? Let's not play corner. Let's play linebacker. I think that's kind of a, this kind of situation where it's mm-hmm. like I'm not going to force the the you know the the, the uh, linebacker to play DB. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to put him straight into the position, his bag position, get him going, be a versatile piece for us. This your way He's of getting the best athletes on the field. Yep. He's definitely a type of player that'll be a significant playmaker and contributor to a CFP contender. So. Totally gray. Yep. Uh, another, here, here we go, talking about frame and projectability. Uh, and that's Noah Carter, a 6'3 edge, uh, 225 pounds from Peoria, Arizona. Again, a, a three-star, uh, 0.8811 composite. Um, yeah. Take it away. I, so... I'm very excited to see what his senior year is going to look like because watching his <laughs> film, you were watching an edge rusher play wide receiver. And I like, I, I didn't know what to, what I and was run away from for. people. Yeah. At so I, I didn't know what I was looking for, what I was really like, because when I, when I saw he got an offer, I was like, okay, got to turn this on. I got to see it. I was like, Oh, 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 wait, he's lining up where and doing what? I, I it, it blew my mind because there just aren't a lot of dudes that 
play the way he does. It's like I I said, and we'll get to Bubalavu, who's my got my favorite film in this class. Noah Carter's is a close second just because of what he does on the field. And getting a, I, I feel like he's just going to end up playing defense full time during his senior year because I'm sure that's what, the, what UW's coaching staff is going to ask of, of his high school and just kind of going, going down that road. So watching him play defense full time is just, it's, it's going to be a treat, man. He's just an, a special athlete. He's a, for me, he's the, he's the Leroy Bryant for me of this class that, but just obviously at a different position, um, super versatile offense, defense, and just a gen- in, in general, a football player. Like the people that understand the nuance of the game, it's slower for them. Um, Going to be a playmaker on the edge. You know, we haven't, I'd say like we've had people that rush the passer or maybe good at run defense, but we got to get some of these sack fumbles, some of these interceptions on screens and, you know, uh, making TFLs, fumble, fumbles on them t- those TFLs. And this is the type of, frame and athlete to do so and um also too you know you're speaking on um a lot more of the film and i definitely got to do some shouting out for uh, to coach schmidt first win uh, or big big win um when you know you had some doubters out there but shout out to him for snagging somebody um the caliber of noah carter for sure i'm just grinning at the potential get somebody <laughs> You know, I mean, receivers are my thing, but you get somebody coming in playing receiver that big, that's going to move the edge. I mean, 6'3", 225, you can only imagine by his freshman, sophomore year what that body type is going to look like, um, what that twitchiness is going to look like. Um, I did have a quick question for Roman. How do you think Noah's play strength is? I I think it – Is he raw or is he defined? I, I think it's pretty raw. Like you can you can see all the pieces that are there, and it it's just kind of this thing of an edge rusher playing receiver, where he's had to learn such different things. And I think he has awesome play strength as a wide receiver, but I don't think it's all the way there off the edge because it's just he's doing such different things that he just and it, it's obviously a whole different discussion of going up against, you know, offensive tackles than it is against going going up against some of the tiny cornerbacks that he has to play against. Um, but I think that it's something that will obviously improve over time. So I think it's it's raw and it's there. And it's it's always it's the the saying of you'd rather, you know, have to pull somebody back than force them to go. And yep. he has that mentality when he's playing receiver. And I think you see it in flashes when he's on the edge. But it's just not because I, I, some of it probably has to be, oh, I have to play on both sides of the ball. I can't use up all my strength right now. So and obviously it's it's going to be attributed a little bit more in the red zone when, you know, oh, I, I need to go up and catch this touchdown pass. So it's it's something that that will evolve over time. Yeah, when you mentioned gotcha. uh, you would expect the staff to maybe have him on defense full time, I kind of felt the same as well like we kind of want to see these reps the attention to detail on on this position the, the craft things like that so that that wouldn't surprise me either nice yep all right let's move right along uh, back to the offensive side of the ball uh and talk about duck uh, decker de graf uh six four 230 pound tight end uh from glendora california at a 0.875 composite um, I'll jump in real quick with just a couple of quick things. Certainly, um, f- from his from his tape 
plus ball skills for a tight end. Um, definitely saw some want to as a blocker. Um, probably certainly a, a better pass catcher than a blocker from the tape that I've seen thus far at this stage. Um, but again, the frame with Coach McKeefery, not anything I'm worried about. Like, oh, I don't think he could evolve into a solid, if not better blocker in any way, shape, or form. He reminds me a lot of Jack Westover. Not in necessarily, he's not the athlete that Jack Westover is because Jack's a special athlete. But he runs routes really well. You're, you're right, Hooligan. There is a lot of want as a blocker. He seems to enjoy it. But Glendora lines him up in the slot a lot. So he, not only does he have plus ball skills, but he also is a really good route runner, which is something that I feel is really rare from just high school tight ends as a whole is just they're, especially being so big, it's usually just go up and beat this, this little kid lined up across from you and just catch the ball. Like, that's it. But Decker, he does that, but he also runs crisp routes. He's not afraid to take hits going over the middle. And there's there's a want to when it comes to breaking tackles. Like, it's, it's very rare on his film to see him getting tackled, A, on the first hit, or even by just one tackler. It's, it's very rare. Yeah, and I think you guys are nail on head. Um, I'm mainly going to kind of agree with you. I have a, a, a dad joke written in my notes on this one, too. So uh, <laughs> a, youth, a, youthful, a youthful face out there, son and defenders. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, man, um, sometimes you can just kind of look at certain positions and you know, like, um, that guy's a tight end or that guy's a, a edge or that guy has the understanding and the nuance at the position. And he just looks like one of those tight ends, you know, just the way he – um, moves what he catches his run after the catch ability very underrated as well um there's a it's funny because i was like thinking of comps and stuff and there's now a host of nfl tight ends that look the way that he looks and performs the way that he performs he's almost that kind of new version of it um that's in the nfl now so um i'm excited to see how mckeefree you know gets his body going so yeah he seemed like he was used as more like a big wide receiver um in high school um even though i mean it does seem like a willing blocker um you can tell he still needs a lot of work in that department but when it comes to receiving these things pretty natural um has really good spatial awareness i mean when he is flexed out he he seemed to make the first guy miss like roman uh alluded to like fairly easy so he's definitely agile for his size as well yeah i the, the last note that i had just like i thought like and seeing his tape, the, the fit for the system in that respect and how even with splitting him out a little bit and how the, you know, what we saw last year is a little bit of a, a receiving tight end and more of an, you know, and then one that's going to be more of the blocker and his fit as that pass catching tight end so, and, and, his, and the way he moves and fit really well with, with what we do. And you see Quentin Moore's acumen as a blocker when he came in and just simply having that want to goes a long way in that room. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on to another pass catcher. Um, I'm going to show my cards a little bit. This is, uh, this is going to be probably my favorite tape that I watched uh, of our commits this, thus far. Um, and, and I do have a, 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 a TSIO reference here. Uh, and, and let's talk about Justice Williams, a six foot four, 195 pound wide receiver pipeline out of Oaks Christian. 
um, 0.8739 composites. Um, first off, uh, if you have not watched this tape, um, go to the 47 second mark of his uh, junior highlights, uh, wherein he is he his uh, quarterback under underthrows a pass badly. Um, starts trying to chase down somebody from eight, a smaller, assumingly fairly quick defensive back um, who is eight yards behind him. And in 25 yards, he's caught him. Albeit the, the defensive back did have to cut back against the grain a little bit. Um, but particularly in the last 10 to 15 yards, how fast he gets on him. Uh, so here's the, the season is over reference uh, movement for movement for size, a six foot four receiver that can run like that. I can't wait to see him in our offense. Mercy, mercy, mercy. He got a lot of Rome in him, man. For sure. You know, I didn't want to be the one to say it, but you're right. He does. And I, I will admit, I, I interviewed him about three weeks ago. I made the mistake of not watching his film until about two days before I did that. Because I was just kind of like, oh, okay, you know, I'm, I'm focused on the, the Emmett Moses, the Quasi Gilmers and, you know, ju- Justice, I've, I've heard he's really good. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. And then I turned it on. I said, wait, why is this dude unranked? This is this is malpractice. And because there's there's one. How is he unranked at Oaks Christian? It's 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 malpractice. It, it really is. And there's there's one play because um, Hood said he's got a little bit of Rome in him where it, it reminded me of Rome where it's just a go ball. And he you just see as the ball gets thrown that the corner just kind of falls behind. And it's because Justice has kicked it into a different gear. And you're just like, wait, 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 wait. They, they were running the step for step just like five yards ago. And now he's 15 yards behind him. Like, what, what is going on here? This, this dude is an alien of an athlete. And he did tell me that he's at 205 now, which it's <laughs> carrying his weight like that. It's, it's incredibly impressive, man. That, that dude's going to be a special player. Yeah. I mean, even in that, in that highlight I was talking about, like he goes from like, he's there's like six of his six or seven of his teammates closer to the guy with the football at all. Like in about uh, half a nanosecond, it's uh, not only is he the closest to the guy with the ball, he's destroyed him. <laughs> no, I think yeah. you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. All it says, Justice was served in that film. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Get the gavels, and and speaking of that too, man, you guys like 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 you like darker nice head nail on head. Um, this is another uh, you know I gotta take a step back. This is another shout out to the wide receiver coach, man. If you're gonna continue to bring in this caliber of athlete, like these two receivers can be two of the best receivers ever to come to the University of Washington, and that's wild to say, but we all see it, you know. Um, and obviously with this offense uh, being a very High octane, you know, high powered offense and wide receiver friendly. They have a lot of opportunities to break records and things like that. So these two, specifically Justice, but um, him and Jason are big, big wins for um, Coach Shepard. The body types and different styles of the receivers they're bringing in, too, just really, yeah. I mean, my goodness, that room in just one to two years is going to look crazy. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> that room is crazy right, right now. Now. 
Look at how good that room I was know. last year, and we <laughs> added Jeremy Ber- and, and Jeremy Bernard is now on t- is now on the team, and it like plus you add Tayshawn and Rashid, and then you add these two. I mean, predicting who plays. Good luck. You're going to need to give every defensive coordinator in this conference like a, a lifetime prescription of antidepressants because. <laughs> Watching watching Jeremy and, and Denzel Boston run with the twos at, at spring right. practice was unbelievable. Like, every day, both of them made jaw-dropping plays where, like, I know I know they put some of them out on, on Twitter, on Instagram. Like, the one where Jeremy Bernard mosses Thaddeus Dixon and then runs him over. I was about 10 yards from that. And I like I had to step out. I was like, oh, oh, oh my God. Like I, I just witnessed a murder. Like that that was the only way to describe what just happened in front of me. Watching watching those dudes up close, it's just it's different. It's special. See, you didn't notice somebody was on the field with the urn again. We were just talking about it. Get <laughs> <laughs> one of those hats, oh. that'd be great. Uh, we had to get Jeremy Bernard three piece suit in the top hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop it right here, and then we'll come back and talk about uh, quarterback. Oh yeah, Demarcus Davis also committed. That's right. And uh, moving right along to the second quarterback uh, that started, you know, 2022 as a 2024. Class, uh, and that's uh, Demarcus Davis, uh, 6'4", 190 pound quarterback out of Etiwanda High School. I believe same high school as uh, former tight end recruit and Husky Michael Neal. I believe it was from Etiwanda, or was it Darrell Davis? I I might be. I know we've had some Husky ed- trivia. I, I know we've had a player from Etiwanda, um, but he is from Etiwanda High School in Rancho Cucamonga. Point uh, eight seven one nine uh, three star currently. I've got a Husky. I've got a, I'll, I'll jump in here and I've got a Husky history comp. He is a taller, but similar to Keith Price. That running style, that kind of shiftiness, a little bit of honestly, the, the throwing motion. Uh, I see quite yep. a bit of, of Keith, of teeth uh, in, uh, in Jermarcus. Um, some really nice touch on the downfield. Um, uh, and then certainly, uh, to, I will shout out that that first the first throw on his highlight tape is a fifty yard just lightning bolt. Yeah, it's funny. Like the first thing I have is like this staff definitely has a type. Like he's like their ideal frame. Um, 
smooth thrower for sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm more so excited for his senior season because I want to see how he rises, like if slash he rises. I want to see how he rises because um, I, I want to see some some kind of credit due to the eval for the QB position. But I want to see how he rises. Um, and in, in regards to it's funny you mentioned Keith and the throwing motion. I had it in kind of like a negative uh, context in my notes, like. Um, there is a huge, I feel like there's a big windup sometimes when he's trying to put some power into it. Whereas you look at like somebody like Mac, it's more whip-like, it's more compact, but I think that's something that you can easily fix. So it's funny you mentioned, uh, Keith Price and I was like, yeah, exactly. Like he has that same kind of like windup, but yeah. But there's also times that he makes long downfield throws where he doesn't necessarily have as big the windup and, and seems to just flick it. Yep. Oh, wow. That's a great call. That's a great call. That's a good call. I had great pocket feet written down. Yeah, great, great pocket feet, little typewriter. <laughs> Roman, Roman's favorite guy. Yep, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, Roman, you want to introduce him? He's since you already said he's your favorite. Ro- <laughs> All consistent. We'll Roman. let you. De- we'll definitely. Uh, he's running from saying his name. That's what he's doing, Roman. <laughs> no, that, that that that's DJ. Okay. Uh, So that would be, uh, (laughs) yeah, Uh, that would be. We we're just we're on the verge of discussing uh, Ratumana balloon. That that I jinxed myself. I thought I had it, and then I didn't. (laughs) You get you get take two, baby. Come on, balloon balloon. Roman, take it. Bula Balavu. Yep, there we go. There we go. Uh, 6'4", 260-pound defensive lineman uh, from Carlsbad Cavern, currently at a point eight six two eight composite. But, uh, Roman, you said it's your favorite tape, so it's all yours.
I had them written down as a as a chess piece as a knight. Just can that versatility, man. Like you were mentioning, um, that's wild. And then just thinking of the, you know, the twenty plus sacks, bro. Like how? Like how? That production is unreal. It doesn't matter the comp, like because that number still isn't happening all around the country. It doesn't matter what the comp is. So yeah, just to what you were saying, the, my my note was the versatility. Um, just thinking at the how that translates to the next level. Uh, Roman, he was recruited at Edge, correct? Okay. Like you could tell, Voy Voy confused them. They were like, "What kind of player is this?" Oh, okay. Well, let me try to go find some more of these. I never knew these existed. And three inches taller than Voy, but uh-huh. with a similar level of explosiveness. Like, I mean, yes, you know, smaller, you know, smaller school, smaller league. But at a certain point, like when you're head and shoulders the best player on the field, at a certain point, like unless the coaches really are just incompetent for every team he plays against, like you'd be like, let's just triple team that guy. This is a this is if he ends up playing IDL, this is a Noakes guy. Like the way his movements are, what Noakes is used to coaching up at the highest level, like this is the movement style that that fits Noakes um, kind of teaching style. Ah. And then the and then the other one is very similar in kind of movement. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, all good. We'll, we'll we'll go right into it, and that would be we are uh, we're gonna take a little trip uh, where no man's gone before and talk a little, you know, Star Trek uh, with uh, Omar Khan. Um, <laughs> Bro, yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. I, I can't resist a bad joke. <laughs> uh, uh, six two and a half, two hundred and seventy pounder out of Cypress, Texas. Uh, currently rated a point eight four five, uh, three star.
Right. Well, and I'll uh, go ahead, Ed. Oh, I'll, I'll be sure. He, and he's listed at 280, so the frame is wild already. You know, throw throw some weight on him. He's definitely touching three three bills, a little over three bills. Um, I'll just say the, the two two things that I have written down, kind of speaking to what you were saying, Roman, is just length and leverage. Like, he, he's got length and he's got a great understanding of leverage. And then we kind of tie it back uh, to Mana, just um, kind of having that rugby background. Khan having that wrestling background, like you were mentioning as well, just kind of recruiting a specific type of mentality, kind of real physical, rugged kind of guys with motor and intensity, that work ethic. So, definitely. and I think, I think that for me, I also think like you know, and I think it's been hammered home even further um, from the conversation is that it's also you know I, I don't think they're going to be this you know they're not going to be twins in terms of that they're the same player because they're different skill sets. But what it is to me is like if. If, you know, maybe the, the work that he does with McKeefe brings out a little more of the explosiveness and, and putting pressure. But if not, with that frame and with the strength that he already demonstrates with that leverage and with that wrestling background, he, to me, looks like the prototype or, you know, pretty close to what you might look for as somebody you want to develop into a space-eating, whole, you know, hole-filling, block-eating monster on the interior that frees up somebody like Mana to get into the backfield net and keeps the linebackers behind him clean. He, he looks like a Husky. I was just about to say he feels like a Husky, like he feels like a Husky guy. Like it's just the way he played. Yeah. I turned it on and I was like, he are, he looks like he's playing already. Like for what we do, like it just was weird. Like just fit in. Yep. Doing it at the next level uh, with the Bucks now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Vita are back together. With- <laughs> 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 That's gonna be wild with Tryon and ooh, yeah, that's gonna be wild. It's basically U Dub South down there. <laughs> they got one more. I think I'm forgetting, but yeah. Uh, well, Cade. Oh yeah, Cade. Cade. I- Okay, yeah. And um, then moving on to the most recent commit for now. Um, and that would be a six foot three, 175 pound cornerback from Jesuit High School in Portland, Oregon, Elias Johnson. Uh, not currently ranked. That, uh, again, is uh, an eye, a, a large eyebrow to the scouting services. New to it? He's new to it, isn't he?
I agree I, wholeheartedly. I, I agree. Yep. And he yeah. knows how, like, he knows how to use his size, and he, like, one of the thing, first things that popped off of it, in addition to him being able to, like, know how to use his size, is he knows how to use the sideline. And the combination of those two factors of, like, nope. <laughs> like, you, you can catch this ball, but you're going to catch it among your teammates that have been standing here watching things for 15 seconds. There's a there's an interesting element to, to corner um, that you can kind of hear, like, a lot of... Um, like you have like pro football players or uh, trainers that train corner. They'll say, if you're a point guard in high school and you're not getting looks at, you know, the next level for basketball, uh, come play corner because it's something that doesn't necessarily require the the craziest amount of speed. If you're a dedicated uh, kid who's got a work ethic and you just um, grind the details of what it is to play corner, you can be really good. And this, to me, is kind of one of those situations where it's like, okay, somebody like Russell Westbrook, you're not going to be, you know, X, Y, and Z. Come over to this field. And I feel like that's kind of the mold you have here is somebody that um, just is kind of still learning the game but has that size and frame and that athleticism of other sports, of being a multi-sport athlete um, and that fluidity of being honest. Uh, if you're a jumper uh, in track and field, you're jumping off of one and two feet. So you're kind of getting that acclimation there as well. Um, so – Oh yeah, just a real fluid athlete that you can easily teach the the technique of the game to. Ball skills too, yeah. I I agree. He and he's he's six three, but he he stands real tall and he looks real wiry. So it does look like you know he can he can put on some weight for sure. Yeah, his frame is he's 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 kind of little looking, and he's listed one seventy one seventy five already. So it, he'll accidentally gain weight. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Play at one eighty five. Play at one eighty. <laughs> play at 185 180 and you're probably good man you get a good punch and you're good with that length you're good yeah what it, it truly depends on what type of defense oh see there you go because I think there's an element to him that, like, has to remain bouncy and wiry. Like, he just seems like that's his natural, like, quick twitch frame. Some people, like, you can kind of tell. Like, if you look at somebody like Jordan Perriman, he was still six foot, you know? So he was still kind of a taller guy, but he was more wide. He was more wide-shouldered. This isn't kind of like – Elias is kind of built kind of like more a little more, 
I don't know, more wiry, kind of narrow shouldered, but long arms. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh huh. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's the same version of athleticism of Kevin King. Like, it's the, the same, like, hip flipping when the ball's in the air, the same, like, eyes. Like, it's it's really interesting. And to just be honest, to be very new to it, you know what I mean? You got to think a lot of these corners and a lot of these kids now are getting a lot of specialty work at, you know, 7th, 8th, 6th, 7th, 8th grade, and you jump into it late in the game and you get an opportunity like Washington that shows that you're willing to work. You know what I mean? So... Shout out to the rankings, though. Well, and I also, but like, if you know, I mean, he, you know, we we joked about it in in the GCs that like ultimately his final three was UW, Oregon State, and Washington State, and like he made the correct decision because no one with a, a legitimate offer should ever go to Oregon State or Washington State. But what I will say in terms of the the eval and the ranking um, is that you know from what we saw last year from Oregon State. That staff knows how to coach defensive backs, and if they think you can play and, and they can coach you and turn you into something, that is a corroborating factor for, I mean, I trust our staff as it is, but it's the offers that they get from, from staffs that know what they're doing. No concerns. <laughs> and Wazoo got the best, one of the best corners in the, the conference right now who was developed there, so... Yep. I agree. I agree. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and I was thinking the same thing in terms of you know, eva- you know, uh, basically offer eval is that it's with obviously with uh, with Aiden Chillis and, and you know, and how good a quarterback he is. Like Jonathan Smith knows how to eval quarterback. Uh, again, it's a corroborating. I mean, if anything, obviously Kalen and Ryan. I'm not going to question a quarterback eval from those two gentlemen. But when you get another, you know, one or two offers that, you know, from, from other staffs that know what they're doing at that position and you win that battle, perfect. I think that's cool. <laughs> There's a, there is a cool element of, of like um, the fact that we are getting like these crazy frame guys, some people who <clears throat> have produced like crazy, but against low levels of competition or some people that, you know, are versatile and athletic or whatnot. Um, so there's still a ton of room for like development in every single one of these guys. And the, like, I'm super excited to see their senior years 
and see the jump that they make because like the type of athlete that we've the type of athletes that we've gotten committed seem like big jump kind of athletes just in the terms of like their builds and things like that like somebody's going to accidentally gain 15 pounds and be a different player next year or somebody's going to grow two inches like it just feels like a really like clay moldable kind of class so i'm really excited to see this their senior seasons <laughs> no it's, it, feel, it feels kind of intentional like if your eval is that specific and that intentional dude like you're doing this stuff on a level that everybody else ain't man I mean and not to have a whole macro conversation about it but it's also interesting in comparison and like and I don't want to get into a a whole conversation about recruiting rankings versus offers versus and like five stars versus guys like this that can, that have projectable traits that can rise. But how many, I mean, like, but there is, are there five stars that are five stars and then they get to six other levels when they get to college? Yes, there are. Are there also five stars that come in and then don't do a dang thing because they're, comp because they've already capped. And like, if I'm going to err, I want to honestly, I'd kind of like to go with the projectability and like, Hey, there's something more that they could like the tape is impressive, but they can add to that with X, Y, and Z versus like, and I'm not sure what else I can do with this. So like, can they sustain this level of what they are at the next level? And if he's not good at a singular position, you can figure other things out versus like this one guy can play this one position and damn, you can't play anything else. Well, sorry, you know, like it's kind of good to have somebody that can do multiple things. So then you can at least get them in there for a certain but, back. But, but that place doesn't really worry about transfer. Like, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're recruiting rather, you know, the recruiting rankings, particularly in June, they really, really matter. And none of those guys ever actually end up not playing for them and always pan out in, in green and yellow. <laughs> and did you guys take note of, I don't know when it said it was going to kick in, but that little NCA rule, dang, I don't have it in front of me. Um, just about like, no, it's about like if you enroll in the winter, you can leave in the spring. And or if you come in the spring, you can leave in the summer. If you come in the summer, 
you can leave in the fall if you don't like what this, what's going on. Or if there's a coaching change. Or if, there's, or if there's a coaching change, you can leave, yeah, and be immediately eligible. That's super weird. So it's going to kind of be like, oh, I'm going to come in early and then do I like it? Nah, I'm going to go to Louisville or no, nah, I'm going to go to – you know, and I will go to that's that's kind of weird, but hopefully it's not like rivals. <clears throat> I agree. I agree. Yeah, and it's not going to really happen to us. The guys that you see committing us just recently, specifically to. Seem like it's it, they're they're done with a process. Like they're like, thank God, like this is over with. I am not only done with a process, locked up a spot. Like it's like, oh, got my spot, you know, and it was a cherished spot. So it just kind of feels like that. And that, well, I think that I, I think that there really is. I mean, I, I think uh, Pocky's mom, I think, posted about it, like the the culture and like the the atmosphere. And so, like in in regards to the new role, there's an element to which I worry about about it like and particularly coming off of a year where everybody that had eligibility to come back that was a significant contributor basically did um like you know i mean there's exceptions you know taj davis thank you for everything you've done but like i've we've talked about it on the podcast before like with where he he was lining up in terms of the receivers that we have he should go like I hope he goes and gets, you know, a number one or, number, you know, where, where he lands that he's the number one or number two guy. Cause he, he can be, but with everybody that came back because of what this staff does and the culture that we have here, I worry less about that. I think it's the places that over index on recruiting and then like, Oh, I've got to wait my turn or they're going to give this guy playing time over me for X, Y, and Z reasons. That's, that's the kind of programs that I'd be more worried about this, this, this rule change. Or, or schools or boosters or things like that not coming through or the deals not being what they thought they were. Yeah. Were- <laughs> you said it was them, figure. <laughs> I didn't know you were counting the cents. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, closing thoughts or what do we think so far? I mean, I think we've, we've talked at, at length about, you know, what we, I think we're all pretty positive uh, on what we've seen so far in this class. Uh, I think we have high hopes for the rest. Um, but any kind of bigger picture state of Washington football recruiting right now.
Knock on wood. Knock on ducks. <laughs> what is that? Ah, oh, there are. There are. We have more brain cells than most of their fan base on Twitter. <laughs> oh, man, I'd be feeling like I, I want to start stuff all the time. But. <laughs> all right, I think that... Go ahead, Roman. Yeah. Yeah, good receipts. Good point on the good point on the top thirty-five. I think that is the ceiling kind of going into the fall camp. Um, and you know, they quote unquote are gonna do their jobs. I think a lot of, like I said, our movers are gonna in regards to exposure and things like that, um, are gonna move during the season for sure. And there's gonna potentially be some people that, you know, may drop, but um but yeah, I agree with that too. I think, to, you know, as things progress, you know, we're going to see some we're going to see some of those dominoes fall. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, we're going to see some of the dominoes fall and there's going to be some big dominoes fall. And I'd say the main thing, um, you know, you see in some was it Courtney Morgan that said um, like the front seven's getting crazy. I would I would I would I would. Yeah, the front seven's getting crazy. And to be honest, that's. You know, that's where we've needed to kind of see an uptick in the recruiting, the, the level of talent coming in. So that's where which, I should watch. Which, to, to go back to stupid tweets, uh, again, I mentioned it in, in one of those conversations like QB11. If you talk about the original post, that was what Courtney Morgan was talking about, was that we were upgrading our talent level on the defensive line. Yeah, they, they like to create their own narratives. He, but more Because uh, uh, they don't like the ones it. that come from reality. <laughs> Courtney, Courtney body. Oh, yeah, that I will agree. I think uh, Izzo posted it. that may be one of the greatest ratios in Husky Twitter history. Yeah, that <laughs> so was that was. A, we that see was you, Courtney. All right, I think that about wraps it up. We'll be back soon, um, possibly as soon as next week with more commitments to discuss. Um, but uh, until then, thanks for listening and go dogs. Go dogs, go dogs.